0: To the Vespers Project. My name is Ben Pruitt, your host for this podcast, and I am so humbled to welcome you to episode six. This journey has been made possible through the help of so many people, and I just really want to thank them really quickly. Uh, this project was hosted by the Arc of E, and if you haven't checked out their other material, really want to encourage you to give it a shot. Regular content on movies, music, television, lots of cool stuff. They actually have another podcast that I'm co hosting with Alex Mayfield where we take a dive into Avatar The Last Airbender. And if you really like that show or if you want a new show to watch, I highly recommend checking it out. I also want to officially thank Ben Gant, the podcast's graphic designer. His creative vision has blessed us with our logo. And then lastly, I want to shout out to everyone that has demonstrated the vulnerability it takes to share something as personal as a Vespers on this podcast. Remember, you too can submit your own Vespers to this project by just emailing the Vespers Project at gmail.com. Now, last episode we heard from Whitney Kahn and we discussed trust. And this, if this is your first time listening, I hope you'll give that one a listen because we had a really great conversation. Anyway, we discussed that currently she serves as an advisor for the local Gigi's Playhouse Youth Advisory Board. The program is designed to change the way the world views down syndrome and send a global message of acceptance for all because of her i'm really pleased that we will have a chance to hear of vespers this week from matthew schwab he is the co-president of the local Gigi's playhouse youth advisory board matthew has blessed us with the opportunity to explore the concept of passion and so as the music begins to transition us towards his vespers, I want you to take a moment to just reflect on what you are passionate about.
1: To me,
2: passion means serving my community and others through something you believe in strongly. This may be a paid job, or a volunteer job, or both. You can also have a passion for people like friends, significant others, family, or others who are going through a similar things. As you, you could also have a passion for something that you love to do like playing games, learning something new, or getting healthy. I believe everyone should find something they are passionate about because I feel that it helps to have a positive outlook on who you are and what you want to do in life. Everyone has a path. Passion helps to show who you are and where you want to be. No matter what you go through, there will always be obstacles. But you can choose to follow the things that will lead you to your passions. This is me.
1: I am not a stranger to the dark. Hide away, they say, because we don't want your broken parts. I've learned to be ashamed of all my scars Run away, they say No one will love you as you are But I won't let them break me down to dust I know that there's a place for us For we are glorious When the sharpest words want to cut me down
2: to serve my community. I have been serving my community since middle school. I all, always loved it. I served the IDD, intellectual developmental disability community, and the general population. This group of people is very special to me because I am go- going down a similar path. You see, I was born with Down syndrome. I had it since before I was born. I will have it my whole life, but it is just one part of me. I have accomplished a whole lot and served my entire community. I am outgoing. I respect others. I put others first and I let my soul guide me to who I want. B, I have volunteered at many different places, and also I have had two jobs. I had a paid internship with Representative Bradford in the North Carolina House of Representatives. I also work at Chick-fil-A. currently, I volunteer at many different places around the Triangle area, and I loved it. Volunteering is my biggest passion. The main place I volunteer is at Gigi's Playhouse Raleigh. I help with programs for individuals with Down Syndrome and I participate in adult programs at the Playhouse and I serve the Playhouse as co-president of the Generation G Youth Advisory Board. These activities have helped my mind and soul grow you need to let your mind start a journey to a strange new world and keep the thoughts from before and help guide your soul to the future
3: Night time sharpens, heightens each sensation Darkness stirs and wakes imagination Silently the senses abandon their defences Shall surround you. Feel it, hear it closing in around you. Open up your mind, let your fantasies unwind in this darkness which you know you cannot find. The darkness. Trust me, savour each sensation Let the dream begin, let your darker side come.
2: Lord, please know that individuals with IDD also have a passion too. We are more like than different than everyone else out there. Please help us explore our passions and give us the resources to succeed in life. What a wonderful world it would be if others helped us discover our passions and love us no matter who we are. Amen.
1: in a love Fool Where you find.
0: Today, because we have a special guest. His name is Matthew Schwab, and he is joining us for this episode of The Power of Vespers. Matthew, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing well. How are you
0: doing? I'm doing really well. Thanks for asking. Uh, So, Matthew, you wrote a really awesome Vespers, and our listeners have just heard it, and it was on the word passion. So, tell me about why you chose the word passion.
2: I chose passion because it's a very powerful words to me and people with and without disabilities can have a passion they just need the determination to guide them to where they want
0: to go in in life and and that will be their passion awesome when did you find out that you had a passion for service because in your vespers you talk about how service is really important to you and serving others so when did that come about for you
2: well, I have a, been diagnosed with Down syndrome and, and, and I wanted to make my life more joyful, and I gave my services to, because of my disability, to other nonprofit organizations like GZ's Playhouse to support that cause. I started volunteering when I was in sixth grade, but with GZ Playhouse, I started a few years ago.
0: Okay, so you've been volunteering since sixth grade in middle school, yes, so that's really awesome and then did you love it immediately, or did you have to do it for a little while were you were you forced to do it? like how did that come about?
2: um well, I mean, you could say that I wanted to to do it, but but it was a to me it was a little bit of an unnatural feeling for me at first for like the first few seconds, like, okay, like what's going on here? Then the things died down, and then things were more happy for me. So emotionally, I forced myself. Gotcha. But right after
0: those first few seconds, you were like, I'm all in. Yes. That's awesome. That's so cool. So, I mean, I, we run a service club, and a lot of these people are serving because they want to just get their hours. A lot of them are serving because they find passion in it. And I love that after just a short amount of time, you realize that this was something that you were really passionate about. And so I think that really... Is awesome for a lot of our listeners to hear so thank you for sharing that you also talk about how you can be passionate not just for serving others and not for for work but you can also be passionate about people so who are some of the people that you're passionate about
2: I'm really passionate about of course my my parents my two brothers my dog and I'm super passionate about my girlfriend Lucia and I am passionate about
0: friends so you're passionate about a lot of people yes and then did you, what does it take for you to become passionate about someone? Like, were you just, you met them and you were passionate about them? Or was it, uh, did it build over time? What do you think?
2: Um, yes, it, it, it built over time. For my, my family, for my parents, it, it took me, the, like, the first few years of unconditional love, but I've been part of, of, of my it's been part of my passion for 21 years of my life. My girlfriend for only
0: officially for three years. It's a long time. Yes, that's longer than I have dated anybody. So I am, I am, I can see why you're passionate about her. That's really cool. Okay. You talk about this passion and how it drives you, and then the your first song comes on. Can you tell us what that first song is?
2: That song is called "This Is B- Me" from the the movie The Greatest Showman.
0: Yeah, and that's a relatively recent movie that came out. And yes. I had not heard this song before. And then as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. <laughs> this is a really cool song. And so can you tell us why you chose this song? I chose that song because
2: it has a powerful message. Like people can have scars, they're typical and ones with disabilities, but they can't let them define who they can't let us have scars to find who they are, but they can make a life better.
0: Yeah. I love the first few lyrics of that song and how it talks about how essentially what you were saying, they have, their I don't, we don't want your broken parts. I've learned to be ashamed of all of my scars run away. They say no one will love you for who you are. And then the person who's singing says, but I won't let them break me down to dust. And I think that really speaks to what you're saying is how you have had this metaphorical scar of having this disability. And you're saying, no, this is not going to define who I am. Instead, I'm going to let my passion drive me to something that is joyful. Is that right? Yes. That's. I mean, I think that's really cool. And I think that's just a really poignant line that really kind of defines this. Because throughout the whole song, it's saying I'm going to be, even though I have all these things that I'm working through, I'm still able to rise above. Yes. So for you, uh, you talked about how one of the, some of the things that you're rising above is having this mental disability. And in the second portion of your vespers, where you start speaking, you you tell us that you have had Down syndrome your entire life. How does Down syndrome affect you in the real world?
2: Mm, Down syndrome affects me in, in the real real world by because. Um, it, it limits on what I can do in, in the real world, like I can't go around and just go to any college because I graduated high school with an occupational course study diploma, therefore it limits on my, my, my college, limits my, my, my path and my commitment to education and also it also limits to me friendship because I have more friends with disabilities than typical friends my typical friends are usually, like, have a plan to go, go to college or are already in college. So, therefore, I don't hang out them as much. I don't, yes.
0: So, because of your disability, that's holding you back from the friends that you would normally have because they have to go away to college and that kind of separation makes it difficult? Yes. Okay. That's really interesting. I really appreciate you saying that because that's not a perspective that I have heard before. and I think that's really enlightening for me so thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Do you have a favorite part about having Down syndrome? Yes my
2: favorite part about having Down syndrome is all the joy it has given me like it it, Down syndrome was the driving force of me meeting my my girlfriend almost 21 years ago and that's how we started our relationship and and that's how we started my passion on supporting the Down syndrome achievement center is the G&G's playhouse. Yeah.
0: So, do you think you would have met her if you did not have Down syndrome? No. No. Yeah. But I'm I'm glad that that Down syndrome
2: gave me that opportunity. That is a
0: really wise perspective, I think. So, thank you for sharing that. And so, on the opposite vein of that, so you shared your favorite thing about it. What's your least favorite thing about having Down syndrome?
2: My least favorite part about having Down syndrome is the the way that I, I learn, I have to learn more things, and that's more learning moments for me. And and also, therefore, that's why, like a typical twenty-one-year-old, is is either mostly independent or getting to be fully independent. But for for me, I am far from independent, partially because of the disability. Because that's more teaching moments for me, and and I, I learn I learned them have to learn that more in depth.
0: Okay. Thank you for sharing that. And so I think that kind of brings us to your second song choice. And so for your second song, uh, you chose one of my favorite songs. Can you tell us what that is?
2: Yes. That song is called The Music of the Night from the longest writing musical in Broadway history, The Phantom of the Opera. Yeah.
0: So the first time I saw Phantom of the Opera, I was in London. Nice. Have you seen it live before? Um, only on Pack. Yeah. Yeah. DPAC's great. Did you know it's like, I think it's top two in the nation in terms of theaters in the nation now. Wow. Yeah. You chose this song. Can you help me? Like, why did you choose this song?
2: Um, I chose that song because it's, of course, one of the most iconic pieces of music in the, the musical. And, and the reason why it's iconic is because of the famous line, let your mind start a journey to a strange new world. Leave all thoughts of the world you knew. Let your soul take you where you long to be. And also, that has a powerful message behind it. So, what's that message? That message is like you can let your mind start a journey to a strange new world, and keep the thoughts that you you knew before. And let your soul take you where you long to be, and that would be your passion.
0: So t- to me, that's really interesting because that kind of reminds me of this line in the in the first song where you talk about how the we have these inhibitions, these metaphorical scars that we are born with, sometimes that we that we earn, and then those can hold us back. And I like how in this, it's also talking about how you need to let go of what your mind is telling you and the words that are holding you back, and let your mind take you to this strange new world. And it's. I like the idea that it's strange because it's not something that's we're used to. It's gonna be different. It's gonna be yes. uh it might even be uncomfortable, but if you're if you let your passion take you there, it has the potential to be really, really awesome. Right? It's correct. Yeah, I think that that's really cool. Do you are you the type of person that likes to just for funsies, are you the type of person that likes to sing in the shower?
2: Yes even out of the shower and I only i I've seen two quite a few songs, but all those songs are from the phantom of the opera because I'm a huge nerd huh, me too
0: i like i so i I majored in music so I'm a music oh, oh I'm a, wow. I, I love music as well so I would classify myself as a music nerd. I know. Uh, most of the words to most of these songs. So um, I think that that's really cool that you are liking you like this as much as I do perhaps more actually. When you're singing this, do you feel like that allows you to have sometimes when I'm singing, I feel like I am allowed to express myself in a way that uh, when I'm just speaking or when I'm thinking, I, I'm not allowed to and music has this freeing it frees me to almost be more passionate. Do you find that as well?
2: Yes, and also I'm a public speaker and with public speaking is to convey a a message and singing like songs and all that, like even in choir can deliver a message too. So that helps me practice delivering a, a powerful message out.
0: Yeah, I just think that there's a lot of passion in music. And I find that uh, when we allow ourselves to really sing, sometimes it's it's easier to convey that passion because we let our emotions come out a little bit more easily when we're singing. Okay, and then after we hear the music of the night, you bring us into a prayer. Uh, And in your prayer, you talk about how you envision this wonderful world in which those with disabilities, those without disability, everyone is... In harmony, working together, and all pursuing their passions in a way that is beneficial to everybody. Yes. When you were writing that, what led you to to wanting that as a as your prayer?
2: Um, like you said, like that I want both populations to live in harmony. And what the driving forces for that prayer is because that with me having disability, giving me more knowledge about the disability history, like for most of American history, the disability population was so underserved in America, like not having the the rights that the typical people have, like they can't go to restaurants, all that. And and they, they were put into institutions being treated poorly, but only starting like relatively recently, we we're slowly creeping out of the shadows with this, the services that are performed Provided some of the most of the services are not I mean, are suited for them, but not 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 pro- improperly well enough, and we don't have the the up to date data for that. And there's only a, a very small percentage of that is the, the ones that actually care and actually are the driving force to pursue the the people with disabilities
0: disabilities future. That's a lot of information that I think is really important that I didn't know. And I think that's helpful for other people to to raise awareness, right? Because for me, I think change doesn't happen unless we increase awareness around whatever issue needs and requires change. And so I think that your ability to speak up on this is one step in the right direction in terms of creating change around making it so that we have that wonderful world that we're working towards. Yes. And I, I one one thing you said was, just recently, it seems that people with mental disabilities are able to, use and the words you chose were to creep out of the shadows. Yeah. And I think that really kind of speaks back to the music of the night again, because it's like darkness wakes and stirs imagination, and silently the senses abandon their defenses, helpless to resist the notes I write. right? And so yes. it's almost a metaphor for you being the person who is, you are bringing us out of the darkness. The darkness is waking, and it's allowing us to see the light in a way through this music, if you will. Yeah. Thinking about how your prayer led into your last song, which is, I'm going to terribly say his last name, but Over the Rainbow by... You chose this song, and it really talks about how uh, dreams do come true, and you wish upon the star, and you wake up where the clouds are far behind me, all my troubles have melted away, and that's where you'll find me, and you, it seems like that's the vision of this wonderful world that you're talking about. Yes. Moving forward from here, thinking about the the actions that I can take, uh, if you were to give advice to our listeners about what you... They could do in the real world that would lead to a more harmonious relationship between those with mental disabilities and those without. What are what's some advice that you would give?
2: Do do best. Um. Do do not, but try. Like the, the wise master Yoda always says this: try do not. That implies that you have to do something. You can't just try to do something and and also make sure that you guys give the the people with disabilities the right and proper resources that should be
0: provided with full accessibility. So I'm hearing that we want to make sure that those without disabilities are always considering that we need to be as inclusive as possible when we are Creating policies when we're creating laws, when we're building our buildings, yes, um, making sure that we're always having that inclusive mindset.
2: Yes, and the the resources that people with disabilities have should be full accessible to to them, and plus it benefits the typical population because that brings a lot of awareness politically, like like finding and make making legislation bills that, that, that will become laws that, that benefits them and and also which uh, allows the, the supports like organizations, profit, and non profit, to do what they can in, in their power to have that accessibility for them.
0: You also mentioned in your Vespers around how it's important to appreciate the differences in yourself but also to appreciate the differences for people who don't have disabilities. Can you elaborate on that for me?
2: Yes, so people with and without disabilities are equal, should be equally important. It's not like it's separated into two populations. Like like before, typical disabilities, um, they should merge into one population and that population should be called the human being population. I love and, that. that's really cool. Yes. And that means we all of us has, even though we have many voices, but those voices combined leads to one voice.
0: And that, to me, is a brilliant metaphor for the music of the night, yes. right? Yes. That one voice that carries is uh, that har- harmony that has the potential to really make change and take us to a strange new world is really awesome.
2: Yes. I also want to say that we are more alike than different.
0: So Matthew, you talk about in your Vespers having served since you were in middle school. We talked about that earlier as well. So thinking about all of that service, you've had a lot of time to serve. And since it's something you're passionate about, I imagine that you've served in a lot of different ways. So what are some of the types of service that you've been doing and some of your favorite ways to serve?
2: Um, um My favorite ways to serve is to Benefit the community, and and therefore I first started with being part of the, of the, of the, Tri- the Triangle Down Syndrome Network, and that's how I as as a child member. And I and and I remember I asking mom, do you have do you have to work today for the Triangle Down Syndrome Network? Because back then she, she was serving on the board of directors there because she's start one of the moms that started up in 98 and also that was important to me and when I p- found out that that's a, a local resident of Chapel Hill who wanted to open a Gigi's Playhouse chapter in, in our Raleigh area was important to me because I, I got involved like basically as soon as the uh, other board of directors got involved basically so I helped start up Gigi's Playhouse Raleigh because okay. I, I felt that the mission of it was so impactful to me.
0: Can you tell us about that mission? What is Gigi's Playhouse all about?
2: Gigi's Playhouse is a national achievement center that only that benefits the Down syndrome population, and we serve from prenatal diagnosis to adulthood. The oldest in our Gigi's Playhouse chapter that we serve is up to the age of sixty years old, and what and we provide free educational and therapeutic Programming and that ranges from discovering divine and questionable skills from an infant to the more like social environments, like for teenagers, and then for adults, the the socials and also job related skills, and and entrepreneurship and and ambassadorship.
0: Wow. So I had no idea that it was it did that much. I w- the only thing that I knew about GT's Playhouse was that it was a place where it was where people with Down syndrome and families who had uh, family members who had Down syndrome could go for resources and help. But I didn't know it was quite that vast in terms of the amount of service that they provide.
2: Yes, you're you're right. Like having the resources and help and and part of the word help. And that's where the help part comes in with the the therapeutic and educational programming, which is free of charge, and that helps them because, like n- normally, a baby a baby could walk, but 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 uh, our but it takes, like by the time that a typical a typical person starts starting to walk, our infants at these teachpals are just starting crawling because it's that's not part part, because that's their second nature and they're not used to that.
0: I see. So you've done a lot of service with the uh, disabled population, mentally disabled population, is that correct? Correct. Okay. And so you, despite uh, having grown up with Down syndrome, you have been able to get jobs, you've gotten awards, and you've you've received awards and accomplishments. What are some some of those jobs that you've held, and also tell me about some of the awards and accomplishments you've had. Um, the
2: awards and accomplishments was that is that I this past summer I was hired as a paid legislative intern and page for the Canada House of Representatives in the General Assembly for Representative John Bradford. Only for six weeks, even though it was short, I loved every minute and every day of it because. It gave me more of a political view on the real world.
0: Okay, and what did you
2: do? Like, what were your,
0: what were your day to day responsibilities?
2: Um, basically, John Bradford's goal is to have an, an, an intern that follows him wherever he goes, like sitting on committee meetings and learning bill, learning about bill drafting, like how bill gets drafted and becomes law, and mm-hmm. and we sit on com- the chamber floor, the House chamber floor meeting and then if you do you have any other uh awards and accomplishments that you've received um and in fact almost four years ago i i wanted to to have a a, a job i i now work at chick-fil-a in holly springs as food runner and and dining room with so you could say that's my accomplishment because because of of their imp- impact of of ha- having me being the the first individual with a disability at my Chick-fil-A's location. Um, Therefore, they hired three uh, other individuals with with disabilities at my Chick-fil-A location. So, total we have four, including me, with disabilities working there.
0: Three of them because of of me. You're also, I think based off what I heard you say earlier, you said that you're also a part of Gigi's Playhouse. How are you involved with Gigi's?
2: Um, Well, so Gigi's Playhouse, even though there's like over 30 locations nationwide, there's only four Gigi's Playhouse locations that has a a, a second board. There's the board of directors and then there's the Generation G Youth Advisory Board. We're the third Gigi's Playhouse chapter in in the four that has the, the youth board. And what we do for our chapter is that we host a fall event and, and a spring event. And and we're doing for us, um the board of directors asked us to have bi enroll bingo bingo night events and basically what we do is we pro- provide the, the volunteering of the playhouse, even though the board of directors provides the volunteering but we provide more the
0: the volunteering out of the playhouse. Yeah. And so you serve on the youth board, is that correct?
2: Yes, I am co-president, so therefore I have a, a lot of meetings to to go to. We have youth board meetings and office meet, meetings. We broke them up into in-person meetings at the playhouse and Google Hangouts, which is the more virtual, virtual way. And and also we me presidents meet on occasions to to plan out the logistics of the, the board.
0: So, how long have you served as co-president
2: of the youth board? I've been involved in, in youth sports for two years. Start startup member for one the first year, and, and but these past two years, we we call them terms. We, we run through the not the whole calendar year, but we run through the whole school year calendar. And I've been co-president for two terms, including this current term.
0: And then, do you what do you enjoy most about working on the board? Um,
2: it, it gives me a, a, a sense and a purpose because because originally I was just a a volunteer at Gigi's Playhouse, which is, I'm still am. But it gives me more of the the behind scenes of the, of the playhouse, like like how to promote events, how, how to plan and and have logistics about events. all All that recruiting volunteers, and that's my favorite part about being club president because I because I because of the internship I'm more political, straightforward. That means I I set my mind to something and organize it there. Gotcha.
0: Okay, that's really awesome, and I think that that uh, kind of brings uh, us to a really cool place where we get to see how your passions for serving others is manifesting itself as serving on the board, uh, as serving communities that are like you and making sure that people who have down syndrome are living their best lives. And so I think that's really cool that you're using your passion and your determination to, uh, enrich the lives of others. Yeah. So we have had a really awesome time with Matthew Schwab today, and I've had a chance to learn a lot about not just Down syndrome, but I've had a chance to learn about passion, determination, and a little bit more about the Phantom of the Opera that I didn't get a chance to know before. So thank you, Matthew, for enlightening us and sharing your time and your energy. You're very welcome. I really appreciate your time.
2: Thank you, and and I, I hope you you listen to this vespers because it's a very... To me, I think it's a very powerful Vespers with a powerful message behind it.
1: And thank you for listening.
0: Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Vespers Project. If you have a moment of spare time, we could really use an iTunes review. If you give out an especially good written review, I might even read it on the podcast in the future. Kudos to creativity. So remember, for everyone listening, you can connect with us by emailing the Project at gmail.com. We hope to hear from you. Everything from uh, thank you for doing this to wow, here's a really cool idea to here's my next Vespers. And I hope that you use it on the podcast. We hope to hear from you. We look forward to spending time with you next episode as well. So until then, thanks for listening.